Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. The Jack Eichel line strikes again. Lifts VGK to a 6-4 to four win in Salt Lake City last night over the LA Kings. Hi again, everyone. Welcome to this Friday edition of Lockdown Golden Knights. I am Tony Cardasco. He's Chris Golick. We are here in Las Vegas. He is at TD Chris G on Twitter. I am at Tony Dasco. We are at Lockdown VGK on Twitter as well. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, Locked on VGK. You got That's it all there, Chris. Right there, That's yeah, a mouthful right there, Tony. That's a mouthful. It really was. So, Happy Friday. Uh, so let's talk about the presence of Jack Eichel throughout the preseason. Uh, he's got eight points in three preseason games. I know it's just preseason. You and I both think that he's going to have a successful season. I think we said something over 90 points, right? 90 and a half, I think we put out there. But in any event, uh, that line is playing very well. And who would have thunk it? I mean, I know all summer you were talking about Eichel and Kessel together on the line. And then Riley Smith, you had Smith, and uh, Smith had a good game, scored a couple of goals against the Kings last night. And, uh, again, it was that line that propelled VGK to a preseason win in Frozen Fury. And the big assist, the big helper from Eichel was when he was in the corner and he just does a little spin, and he spots uh, Riley Smith right there uh, in the crease. And then uh, cre- in the crease, we saw Riley Smith just bang it home. So uh, it's been a big preseason for Jack Eichel, um, and he looks healthier, you know, than he's been in the past. And I like what we see here currently with VGK and that top line. I just looked away for a second. I wanted to pull up Riley Smith's uh, overall statistics, and curious about like some of his goal output so he's achieved 20 goals uh 13 14 boston 25 uh with florida and 15 16 uh 22 here in 17 18 and he got 27 goals with vegas in 1920 i for whatever reason i didn't pay Riley smith for having those types of goal totals and the fact that he recently almost had 30 goals that's a that's a shock to me right there so where I'm going with this ultimately is I guess now I understand why Riley Smith is up on that line because he does have the ability to score. And, you know, maybe we're going to see him going to another level right now because he's going to get looks if if that line is what breaks camp, which is what it seems like it's going to be, Smith, uh, Eichel, and Kessel. Smith's going to get a lot of looks to score because he's going to have a lot of ice to work with. We know what uh, we know what Eichel's going to do. We know what Kessel can do as far as his assists go. And Riley Smith's just going to have all the space out there and opportunities to snipe and finish and, you know, clean up the trash. So I'm really excited to see how that helps that line. And maybe that's why you have March or so. I, I think March so still goes on the second line. We'll talk about line changes later on, obviously. Um, but I think March so still stays on that second line and gives these the scoring punch with Stevenson and uh, Mark Stone. So Eichel's doing what Eichel needs to do. I mean, you said eight eight points, three games, correct? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was, eight points. You know, it's preseason, fine, whatever. But 
Still, that's what Jack Eichel should do. He should dominate the preseason when he's out there, not necessarily against talent equal to what he can do. Eichel's had a full offseason in Vegas now. He's completely healed with his surgery. Hopefully all of his uh, digits are working just fine, including both of his thumbs. So he's going to be the the leader of this team as far as everything on the ice goes. Yes, Mark Stone wears, wears the C and everything, but as far as the leader from a performance-only perspective, Jack Eichel's the man. He has to be the man based on what he's getting paid, based on what trades were made. If you look at the tree of trades that were made, not just the trade with Buffalo, but everything that got VGK to the point to acquire Jack Eichel, we're, we're all in, folks. Bad, bad Vegas poker pun, I get that, but we are all in, and no one is uh, watching the outcome more closely than uh, Kelly McCrimmon, of course. Yeah, and we think it's going to be a very successful season for Eichel, and I still am concerned about Kessel on that line. There was one pass that went into the crease, and then Kessel kind of fumbled it, and, you know, again, it's just getting that timing down with your line mates. That's what the preseason is all about. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about Mark Stone in the next segment, but uh, they do seem to be more in sync. But again, I'm still concerned about those Eichel passes, right, that, you know, you get your stick on and then you just can't handle and all of that. But Riley Smith, and Riley Smith was on his way to a very good season last year before he was injured. He was uh, playing pretty well, got off to a very slow start, and then he started to pick it up, and uh, then he got hurt, and then, you know, uh, the uh, he signed a new contract over uh, the course of, of the, the summer. But I think he's uh, one of those guys that could quietly, you know, have that 2025 goal season, Chris. Yeah. So, again, I'm looking at his stats last year, 56 games played, uh, 16 goals, 22 assists, 38 points total. And his career high points, uh, 60 points, I want to say. Yeah, 60 points here in Vegas, 17-18. And I think he certainly would have eclipsed that total, probably got somewhere between 63 and 65 points this past season, health, of course, withstanding. So Smith is very important. And, you know, Smith is Smith is quiet, right? Outside of the softball game where we saw a much different side of him, Riley Smith is very quiet. You don't necessarily, like, I don't know, you think Vegas Golden Knights hockey, and I would say Riley Smith is probably ninth or tenth on my list of people that I would list beforehand as far as players I think about or just, you know, coach, whatever. You know, he's just that quiet, shows up to work, does his thing, kind of avoids the attention outside of the softball game again. <clears throat> Pardon me. Just woke up, still clearing out right now. But, you know, Smith is – I was on the ice till midnight last night. I'm tired, Tony. I'm tired. Um you know, Smith is going to take things to another level, I think. And maybe a 70-point-plus season is in store for him. I mean, is there a shot that Kessel gets, you know, between, I'm sorry, um, Eichel gets 90-ish points, Smith gets 65 points, and Phil Kessel gets, you know, 55 assists in there? I mean, think about that for for a line one right there. I'd, I'd be curious to see, like, what the McDavid line or – Ovechkin and his line mates, you know, for comparable stats, but this could be one of the best line ones in all of the NHL from a statistical perspective. There was a little bit of controversy in last night's game, mm-hmm. the big turnaround in the second period after I think it was Adrian Kempe uh, fired a shot that went off of Logan Thompson 
And then it was batted down uh, in the crease by Shea Theodore. And the replays that we saw showed that the puck was across the line. And it, the game should have stopped it. It should have been a goal. We should have had a tie score at that game. I think it uh, it would have been tied up, I guess, at uh, 2-2 at that point or whatever it was. Uh, or at 3-3. It should have been tied up at 3-3. And then, so was, and then back the other way. The Golden Knights alertly, since there was no stoppage, no goal horn, nothing. Referees didn't signal a goal. They come back the other way. Marshall goes off of the post, and then Shea Theodore was there to clean it up down the other end. It's a 4-2 game instead of a 3-3 game. So it was pretty interesting. But there is no replay. There were, were no replay cameras. The facility itself wasn't conducive for hockey. It wasn't a great game. I'll get into more of that later on in WTF when we get to what the Friday, but you know, again, there was no replay in that game, big break. And then uh, we saw where Shea Theodore, Chris was playing kind of coy between periods. It's like, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah. I, I just knocked it down. And then we, we went the other way and scored a goal. Like, okay, sure. Just, just, just admit it. It's preseason. Nobody cares. Right. Who cares? It's interesting. I don't want to steal too much of your thunder right now. I think I know where you're going with the third segment there. But I guess the question I would have is, you know, you look at the BGK roster last night. It was the closest we're going to have to an opening night roster. I guess it's important to note that uh, the, the the Cotter line, I guess maybe we'll start calling it, you know, Cotter, Wah, and Kolasar was the only, you know, did, did not skate last night's. And, you know, decision, Ron Bjerg, and I forgot who the third person was on that line. So I think that definitely leads us to the fact that Cotter's going to break camp with this team. And depending on what happens with Will Carey, a Will Carey, a um, well, he might be skating, you know, next, next Tuesday in LA and uh, Thursday night, obviously in Vegas. And, you know, back to the facility, I, I wonder how, how the ice conditions work. Um, I've seen, I mean, I, I follow a photographer on Facebook that I, that I know pretty well. And he said the lighting at that arena was worse than, than city and lifeguard by, by a land mile, not even, you know, talking about T-Mobile, obviously. So, you know, I'm curious about the ice conditions and the risk factor and things like that, you know, and there's just the boards. I mean, just, I can list a, a million things that, could possibly impact the players in a negative way. So good that it seems like we escaped the game. I think both teams without any injuries or anything weird happening in that front. Um, might be time to reconsider the facilities that get used for these types of games, though. Two goals on the first two shots for the Kings last night. And uh, Alex Petrangelo has not had a very good preseason, a little bit lazy getting back, and they scored. Fiala scored the first goal. Uh, the second one went short side on, um, uh, I think it was Velarde went short side on Logan Thompson and he scored the goal, squeezed it through. So two for two. And I just, uh, the response was yes, it was pretty good for VGK. Uh, but I just wonder what it will be like since all the eggs are in the Logan Thompson basket this season. What is it going to be like when they face some adversity when Thompson is in net? So I think the first thing to note is I think this is might be the first time where Cassidy might have kind of not lost it, but yes, it's preseason. We get all that. But after the first period, things weren't looking too hot for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then they, they come out and take the lead in the third. So 
I had to assume Cassidy might have done something to try and light a fire to uh, get the team going. So if that happened, good job on Cassidy for saying something to, pardon me, good job for on Cassidy for saying something to get the team going and the fact that they responded. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come as they respond to Cassidy throughout the season. Um, and yeah, they, what was the second part of that? Was it lines? I'm sorry. No, we'll oh, goalies, goalies, goalies. Later. My apologies. Goalies. I got you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, what the, what the morning for A little more than foggy, but yeah, I hear you. No, so yeah, Logan Thompson, this, this could be a concern. Not, not the results of this game is a concern, but yes, Tony, what happens when there is some adversity? Is Aiden Hill going to be the hero, right? Is Aiden Hill going to be the one to, pick up the slack and you know he's had a very strange preseason but at least he's trending the right direction right you know the first game uh, the overtime game he just didn't look too good and then the seven to three shellacking of course where nothing was good about that game um but then you know the glass now is half full making 50 of 53 saves earlier in the week and making some good saves and if it wasn't for the one play where he tries to clear the puck right up the middle i don't think we're even talking about anything negative about Aiden Hill based on that game. So I would have to assume Hill gets the net uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that game, they're in Arizona tomorrow, correct? No, they're they're in... Uh, or Boise. They're saying. in Boise tomorrow. They're in Boise. VGK on tour, folks. Against, K- against Arizona. And yeah, the, Kings were, the Kings were a, uh, a home team in Salt Lake City, but I felt as though there might have been more VGK fans there. They were alluding to that. I saw VGK social media pointing that out as well, and and yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know about these games. Like VGK playing two games away from NHL Barnes right as the season's coming. I think I hope that doesn't become a storyline. I mean, it would be terrible if something happened and whatever. But you know, it's things are going the right direction. Back to Aiden Hill. I certainly hope he could be the one to carry the mail in the event Logan Thompson needs a longer rest. In the event Logan Thompson gets hurt. In the event LT struggles, and he's he's a rookie, he's going to struggle at some point. He's going to have, I think, a wonderful year, but there's going to be a ten or 12, ten or twelve game stretch somewhere along the way, whether it's fatigue setting in or who knows, where someone's going to need to help him out. Aiden Hill or you know Brassois, who knows what's going on? That that that's all of a sudden really quiet again. Besides the fact that he's skating a little bit, but we'll see, Tony. Yeah, uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to be talking about line switches when we return, and it made a difference in last night's game. And uh, Chris was just talking about what did Bruce Cassidy do. We know one thing. uh, We found it on the telecast last night. Bruce Cassidy in the Arizona game the other night between the first and second periods had a, like, closed-door meeting with the team and kind of jumped on them. But we'll get back tomorrow after Mm -hmm. this on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this entire season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on each and every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events will be to check out betonline.net, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device today to learn more about the games and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick here in Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And uh, we appreciate you all tuning in. And uh, you could find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. And that is Locked on VGK. So uh, Bruce Cassidy last night, Chris. He mixed up the lines after they were tra- Evenson, and uh, they had Howden on that line. And uh, we saw where Howden had three opportunities. He missed the net twice on breakaways, and he was uh, stoned, I guess, on the third one. And then we saw him score. They had, why in the world were they doing? They practiced shootouts again. And then, of course, he scored the winning goal. Uh, So he missed the net twice. Third one was saved. And he added, according to Bruce Cassidy, he felt speed and structure uh, to play around the net. Um, Another big body uh, that was mixing it up in there. So does Bruce Cassidy now, does he stick with these lines? And then, you know, William Carlson, we were saying uh, in yesterday's show that it was more or less like he was blaming Howden and Amadio for not being able to keep up with him and not moving the puck quickly enough. So what happens from here? I mean, I guess if we're going to give this some um, a, a trinkle of hope that it might happen, we know Carlson and Marcheseau do have plenty of history together. Um, I don't see, you know, you joked how many $6 million line three centers are out there. <clears throat> how many, how you many know, what, five there? and a half? you know, million dollar left wingers are out there on the third line. I mean, that would be a very expensive line three. Um, <laughs> it would be going from there. I, I think this wasn't a, a, a tip of the hat to Howden to, to do this change. Don't get me wrong. Howden excelled is what it seems like by all means. And maybe this unlocked another gear for him, but I think this was more maybe Cassidy sending a message to March so and the rest of the veterans. Hey, I'm not afraid to do things. I don't care what your contract is. I don't care how much you make. If you're not producing, I will move you around. Now, I do think a little more of this is preseason, moving players around, trying to make them a bit uncomfortable. And what I mean is, in the regular season, weird things happen, injuries, you know, God knows what's going to happen once the season starts. So I think Cassidy's just spinning the dials a little bit, trying to see what he can get out of the players and how they will respond in moments like this. Howden did a wonderful job responding. Um, as far as how Marcheseau did, I didn't hear a, a whole lot after it happened about that line. So, you know, I don't think it mattered a whole lot. But, you know, kudos to Howden for taking advantage of the moment, for seizing the opportunity. And if this is needed in the regular season, Howden maybe could be someone sneaky to the top six. You never know. Yeah, Marcheseau scored a goal in the game last night. Uh, they were picking up the puck very well. Uh, the puck movement, yes, was much better. And uh, we don't know. Again, again, in a preseason game, it's just hard for me to to really judge, what, you know, what's happening there. Uh, Mark Stone, Mark Stone and Stevenson, uh, it was a really nice pass uh, from pretty much behind the net. A bang-bang play from Stone to Stevenson. And uh, it was uh, Chandler Stevenson putting the puck in the net like he's done so many times before. Just a really nice and nifty pass from the captain uh, behind the net. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said that he didn't like 
the start to the game. They're going to have to get a quicker start, obviously, as they move into the regular season uh, in the neutral zone. Uh, played very sticky in the neutral zone, and uh, he just, again, didn't feel that VGK, as we come down to the wire, was managing the puck well. But once he made those line changes, it seemed to more or less solve itself. So perhaps we will see. And again, that is a great point, Chris. Uh, we know now that Bruce Cassidy is not afraid to mix up the lines, to make changes, and to do what he feels is going to make this team successful. Yeah, I'd be curious to go back and just simply Google Bruce Cassidy line changes and stuff like that. and curious if this is a Bruce Cassidy traits or if this is just simply him trying to spin the dials to get the most out of the VGK. Um, it, it's working. It, it's This is not the first time he's messed with the lines. Um, I noticed it at the game we were at uh, last Friday, and you've just seen reports of it happening you know, throughout uh, the, the games as well. So, you know, he's doing what the coach needs to do, right? He's taking chances. He's trying things. And this is good character, right? I think a big concern was the repetition, if you will, that we fell into with DeBoer, right? We were concerned about lack of creativity. The team didn't have a lot of punch. So now with these line changes happening, you know, March is so, I, I think he's got a bit of an ego. He doesn't consider himself a third-line player. So if this is going to happen again, you know, I think that's going to ignite a fire under his butt and he's going to going to do something. Howden, same breath, now says, hey, wait a minute, the coach has faith in me. He gave me a shot in the top six. So now he's going to be um, excited for that opportunity and that's going to stick with him. So, you know, Cassidy, so far, I guess, give him a, give him a passing grade for running a good camp and I, I like and appreciate how he's spinning the dials with the lineups. And this is good. This is maybe what VGK has been lacking under the DeBoer era. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think there was, you know, just better tempo, if you will, you know, once he made those line changes. And he's just so honest, like in those pressers and post games. I can't wait for something to hit the fan where he has to really take He's got to be a terrible like, poker player. He's got no poker face. No poker face. He does. I, I need to get him in my game. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I looked up uh, – I was looking up Bruce Cassidy, and all I found was – was this. Line changes, you said, and all I found was this oh, statue thing. Jesus. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> coming up next, we're going to get into it hot and heavy. It's What the Friday coming your way next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. I'm Tony Dasko. He is uh, Chris, Chrissy Golicky. I don't know what, I don't know what Cassidy would call you. Chris Golick. He is locked on, at, uh, we are at Locked On VGK. I don't know what they would call you with this hockey team. And people like. Garly, or, Garly, Garly. Or, people liked, uh, people liked our little uh, tirade yesterday about the nicknames. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us wherever you find your podcast. And, of course, our YouTube channel is available as well. Please subscribe. And it is that time, that time of week. Mr. Chris Golick or Golicky, Golicky, uh, I want to talk on what the Friday. Okay, can I get started, please? Okay, undivided attention. I just felt that it was enough of the excuses last night for VGK early on when they were trailing two to nothing. First two shots, as we mentioned, went into the net for the L.A. Kings. Oh, the lighting in the arena wasn't very good. You alluded to it. Okay, 
It was poor. The ice was rough. It was really rough. Why? And you can explain what this means, and I don't know everything, all the intricacies, but they were mentioning on the broadcast that they hadn't had, you know, the week to 10 days to get that ice in shape and skate over it a bunch of times to where it has some sort of grip or whatever prior to it to break it in. No one cares. No one cares. This is preseason hockey, folks. I don't care. And then guess what? What happened? VGK takes a lead, and there's no more issues. The lighting's just fine. Everything's good. The lighting is like the lighting in the excess bathroom for the selfies here in Vegas in the nightclub. Suddenly, everything's good. So the complaints subside. When VGK is losing, and this has happened before, I just hear so many excuses about the ice. Oh, the ice wasn't good. No, get over it. The ice is just fine for both teams to skate on, all right? One team does not have an advantage over the other. So that is my what the Friday. Please stop with these excuses. Stop it. Just stop it. Quit it. I don't care. They were down 2 nothing. Both teams had to play in the dark. I put up this little tweet last night uh, with the gif of uh, the eyes in the dark, and that's how they were playing. They couldn't see each other, whatever. But both teams had the same sort of issues. WTF. So down the street from us, we had this neighbor. He no longer lives in in our neighborhood. And he just was grumpy all the time. He was just so grumpy. Uh You know where this is going. He was just so grumpy all the time. He'd drive down, up and down the street, just stone-faced. We'd wave to him. He'd be like, and he just wouldn't make eye contact. There may or may not have been an altercation at some point when he did something dumb. But point being is he just always grumpy all the time, just wasn't happy, you know, get off his lawn. And Tony, my WTF goes to you for the way you keep shaming the poor Silver Knights and their entertainments and the town crier, my uh, friend, Lady Elaine, you know, you just, you got to embrace what's that, or and, and the Golden Knights to a degree as well, but just the, yes, there's corniness. Yes, it is over the top. At times, they make fun of themselves for the entertainment they put out there. Yes, they have these gold mustard jerseys that, uh, shout out to the clowns with the uh, locked on San Jose Sharks. I'm still mad at you guys for, uh, for all that nonsense. Now that I'm going on my grumpy tirade, uh, we got the gold domes, the, the silver knights wear the chrome domes and it's all fun. It's all part of the experience. It's a good time. It makes kids laugh. It makes kids smile. But you got grumpy Tony over here crapping on the poor town crier when he comes over and we have a little bit of fun. So, yeah, we're going to – Chris, Allie, you guys around? Chris, Allie? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Chris, no. Allie, you guys here? Oh, no. This could be bad. <laughs> I did. I was going to cue this up, and I forgot. They can't hear me. They're, they're in the backyard. Okay. All right. Well, they were going to shame you, so I'll shame Tony. Shame. Shame. <laughs> shame there it is oh, no. there you go tony there you go it was about to be a group effort and uh at high i'm age uh said what the f was up with the lighting in utah is dark as hell and it was a little dark and that is not an arena where they play hockey and as you know vgk chris goes to boise well don't the idaho steelheads play i think in that arena so i think they'll have Ooh. sort of a, a pretty yeah exactly it's minor league hockey but I think they do have a minor league hockey team there in Idaho. And so at that facility, I believe they're going to be able to, to at least see the puck, okay, 
for Saturday's game. We continue with what the Friday. Okay. All right. Just follow along at home. Uh, the VGK media manipulation continues, and it's in full swing. So on last night's broadcast, right, they talked about Jason Robertson signing that deal with mm-hmm. Dallas with the Stars. Um, he was a restricted going. free agent, and he signed the deal with Dallas, and he signed a pretty nice deal too. Um, so they mentioned that only VGK's Nick Hague and Alex Formanton of the Senators, the only two RFAs that are out there that are unsigned right now. They're the only two restricted free agents that are not signed at this particular moment. Then Dave Gosher, this is the VGK media manipulation to the nth degree, to the nth degree. So they get to, you know, there's uh, Sean Dersey, right, uh, from the LA Kings, and yeah. Dersey is out there on the ice, and they talk, well, he was a restricted free agent, and he signed for $1.7 million in the offseason. So now we know, as they're tying together this thread, everyone's in the office in VGK land. They're all talking about this. This is at the water cooler each and every day. They all know that the price that the VGK is seeking is in the vicinity of $1.7 million. They're not going to go any higher than that. So that's what the offer is going to be for Haig. He wants more. He wants more. And again, I'm sure that they're just sitting around the office there talking about how much money VGK wants to pay Nick Haig. Now we know. Now we know, right? They show their hand. It's in the vicinity of 1.7 because they match it up perfectly. Oh, my goodness. Was that choreographed? At $1.7 million, that's what they're going to try to get for Nick Haig. Of of the T stinking F. Sorry to cut you off on the end there, but okay. of, of all the things, Tony, that you that you do point out with you know VGK media and the 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 five o'clock Friday media dump and stuff like that, I like that. I actually like the fact that if that was a uh, very quiet, whether a gosher was going solo or whether there was um, ah. an influence there, I like that actually. I I do like that whole thing right there um my last wtf i got one more this is a small one here but a little little shot at the vgk fans right so aiden hill has not looked the part he's been better but there's been concerns and the vgk you know faithful just flipping the heck out over his early performances and even in that 50 uh save effort still finding more negativity not just with the goal and a lot of it is just based on his size and we keep drawing these comparisons to the injured and slower version of Robin Leonard when we see Aiden Hill out there. Well, folks, last night, Logan Thompson let in four and a half goals. The half goal being the one that got this, that never, never counted on what, 29 or 29 shots or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't see the message boards lighting up. I don't see, all the random Facebook groups that I, I have a part of just flipping the heck out over Logan Thompson. I get it. Logan Thompson has earned the benefit of the doubt, but folks, Aiden Hill has looked okay. And y'all still dogging him, but Logan Thompson just gets an automatic pass because he has nice hair. I don't know what to say folks. So VGK fans, WTF, just be fair with the goalies, be fair with the goalies. If you're going to crap on Aiden Hill for what he does, you know, Logan Thompson needs to get a, get a little bit of uh, negativity 
too. I know Mark Andre Fleury could do no wrong, no matter what, and Robin Leonard did everything wrong. Is that what we the state we're at now? Right? Is uh, LT our second coming of Fleury? I don't know. I, I hope he is. I guess from from a performance perspective, but the fact that y'all are gonna give him a pass after last night and Aiden Hill, God forbid, he lets in two goals on. 39 shots uh, in tomorrow night's game, y'all going to freak out. So chill out, have fun, but WTF VGK fans. Okay, I've got uh, one for me and then one from one of our listeners. Uh, Mine is just quit it with the nonsense of 200-foot elite players, WTF. And then uh, Joey Howard said, physical players, who are they? Are we going to see our team get hurt again and banged up? And our guy Joey Howard's been begging, like me, for an enforcer on this VGK team, WTF, Chris, WTF. Where are they going to get physicality from? Cotter and Colasar and and hopefully uh, Braden McNabb. Your boy I mean, McNabb scored a goal. He scored a goal last night. I, I joked McNabb does have a, a nice little touch sometimes around the net for his size and the fact that he doesn't you know get too many opportunities. McNabb does have, for that, that type of defenseman, he does have a bit of a scoring touch. Do you have any more WTFs or is this a wrap? Nah, I think this is a wrap. I got to go back to sleep. Now I'm tired. (laughs) Actually, folks, I I will give a plug here. So, again, I do mention about the sports cards and stuff like that. If anyone has time to go to the World Market Center today, I think it starts at noon. There is a massive card show. And if if the last sports card show you were at was in your local mall, you're in for a treat, folks, if you got some time today to go down to the World Market Center. Okay, uh, we've got just one more on the way out. VGK fan 702 said, first of all, the fact that you typed out BGK, was that me? It had to be me, is a big WTF. But in all seriousness, I'm getting annoyed by all the political ads getting in the way of me enjoying the games on TV. Okay. Cosign, cosign. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll sign on that one too. Like, just folks. <laughs> Like I'm watching YouTube videos, I'm a big and I can't sports get, fan. get by with things right now. I'm a big sports fan. Okay, enough of that. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate it as always. Fun week. You're going to Rebel Hockey tonight. Yeah, well, I got a, I got a fun weekend. I'll be at the Rebel game tonight with the family. I guess they're going to give me a media pass, so I, I'll uh, I'll check that out and you know see if I can get some get some fun for the for the for the feed over the weekend uh tomorrow we got las vegas lights soccer that's their final home game of the year if you haven't checked one of those out down at cashman and then, then sunday tony we got uh the first preseason game for the henderson silver knights at the dollar loan center wow terrific uh, yeah we weekend. got a good weekend coming up the next yeah. week tony uh what thursday is uh vgk home opener friday saturday is uh hsk their op- opener in their second game and then also we got nascar back in town next weekend so we're gonna have some fun we're going to yeah, have some fun. That's a crazy weekend. My weekend route will be uh, tonight is UNLV basketball. They have their preview, and then we're doing a viewing party at Twin Peaks here in Vegas for UNLV football. We're doing that again. Tomorrow is Notre Dame BYU playing in football at Allegiant Stadium. So much fun. We don't have anything going on in the city. Sunday, just an NFL day. Just an I mean, NFL just day. really quick, we got a couple minutes here. Like, Five years ago, just five short years to when VGK makes the entrance to, you know, what we just talked about. I mean, I know NASCAR has been a staple, but everything else we just mentioned is just on a whole nother level right now. And it's 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 amazing to think about. And this maybe kind of goes back to my conversation with Derek England about the fact that we have an AHL themed sports bar in this town. Like, 
there, there are cities that don't have NHL sports bars, like home cities of home teams where they don't highlight their team. And I mean, Arizona, probably, you know, Glendale and Phoenix and wherever they're playing now is the first one that comes to mind. It's, it's remarkable what's happening in this town from a sports perspective. And NBA is probably, probably might be announced pretty soon. I mean, this is nuts right now. Yeah. And uh, that Arizona Coyotes team plays at the Mullet Center. So they should have a local mullet bar, right, for them to hang out. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. And our podcast is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NHL. Lockdown, don't give me the stink eye. Lockdown experts give you the daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Former man, Chris Golick, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Fun week. Uh, and I'm Tony Cardasco. We will see you next week right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take care.